Well, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the party. This is part two. Uh, we felt that uh, Ken and I had to uh, continue the party and the celebration of our one-year anniversary, episode 54, part two. And again, you know who I am, and then you know who Ken is, so we're back. And again, as I mentioned last episode, and again, thank you, Jason, if you're still there for part two. And uh, like I said, confidentially, we won't mention this. this last we didn't day. even get drunk during. So the uh, we are totally sober, and sometimes I just can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't talk right uh, sometimes, and uh, so sometimes that happens. You, you do the best you can, you know. But what we want to do is continue the party, and thank you to everybody that has been with us on the year-long journey. And thank you, uh, Ken, for. Uh, uh, being here with us as well tonight. What I want to do is go through an article by Gear Patrol. You've heard me talk about Fred Minnick so many times. And uh, on Gear Patrol, he's talked about, and uh, Fred Minnick, um, he says, those guys know their stuff. And I'm a big fan of Fred Minnick as well. And Will Price has an article that's actually on this podcast, We Love Relevancy. And so this is an article that's actually dated today, June 30th. By Will Price, it's entitled The 15 Best New Bourbon and Whiskies of 2021 So Far. And I want to comment on some of those, uh, not all of them, but I'll let you kind of dig out uh, what you want from the article and kind of look it up on gearpatrol.com. But one, I, of course, I'm going to have to uh, mention that's on the list here is, of course, as a, it's going to sound biased, Ken, being a Maker's Mark ambassador, is on the list here. And I didn't make the list, okay? Those that Gear Patrol, I didn't call in or phone in or anything like that. Uh, but I'm excited to see that they have Maker's Mark Wood Finishing 2021 Limited Edition, FAE-01. So Maker's Mark on this particular list. So if you can find it, uh, go ahead and get it. And they're talking about that's on their list. And that's one to definitely have. Uh, if you can find it, I would say go ahead. I haven't actually tried to find this yet because it's a really brand new article. It's just today, and so I haven't been to a liquor store yet, but I am running out of my Jack Daniels single barrel select tin, so I have okay. to get I have to <laughs> I have to get some more because I only have about two shots left. And I start getting uh oh. I really need to be right, finding hey, some it's, it's good whiskey. So it is that fantastic. So here patrol be looking for that article. Uh, one of the ones that they do have is as a side note, I'll mention is uh, the Booker's. Uh, Booker's, uh, the Donahoe uh, batch. And I was actually able to find some Booker's actually, Ken. It was by accident. That's what I, I try to share with everybody that listens. Sometimes you're gonna run into an antique Weller Antique 107 or a Weller 12. I'm still trying to find that Weller 12, which you're calling is the next Pappy. Uh, if you can find Wilder 12 and I almost I came within like seconds of finding it because they said oh somebody today just bought it this was a number of uh, probably about within a year or two ago and I was like oh I just missed it and sometimes you get lucky the one on Five Mile and Overland in, uh, in Boise Idaho the bookers they had it in the back room I said do you have you know I, I can't remember what I was actually asking for and they actually had uh, they said well we have this we have that we have bookers when you start asking for certain titles they take in the back room kit you have to know what you're asking for. And right. Booker's is on this list uh, here, the Donahoe batch. So I just want to share a few of those. And then uh, Ken uh, likes, I think, Ken, do you like Lafoig? I know they had Lafoig 10 on here. Um, yeah, they have a Lafoig 10 on the list. I've had Lafoig before. I'm not going to tell anybody that it's my favorite scotch. It's very smoky mm. um, and <laughs> very peaty. Uh, I, that's not the kind of scotch I like. 
Um, I, I'm going based on Lafroy's reputation here that mm-hmm. they are one of the Scotch distillers that shoots for that smoky peaty Scotch, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna guess this stuff is like that. It's just been aged for ten years. Um, I think this. I don't know what the 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 standard white label Lafroy is. I don't know if it's a twelve year. Um, this is a t- oh I said this yeah, one's a ten. Yeah, this is a ten year. I don't I don't I'm, so I'm not sure. Um, this is a ten Lafroy ten year sherry oak finish, and on the label it will even say you know, kind of back what Ken's saying about the peat a marriage of peat and sherry. A marriage of peat and sherry, which to me does not sound like a good combination. Um, there there are people who will smoke a cigar and drink sherry. Right. right or cognac oh, yeah. or whatever right. Right. and i suppose it would appeal to those folks right. uh, i don't smoke and but i do like sherry casked whiskeys right oh there you so. go cherry cask whiskeys um there you go uh the the mccallan the mccallan uh like 18, the, 18 I think the mccallan 18 i think it was off the top of my head uh that neighborhood i usually don't go to but i think it was the mccallan i went to a, a colleague's house uh, I think it was just like, I think it was last summer actually. And they have kind of, uh, him and his buddies do a, a scotch thing and uh, whiskey and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, so don't open them, the Callan 18 for me. So, oh, no, no, not a big problem. So thank you, um, Don, uh, open that bottle. I said, oh no, you should save it. You know, but oh no, I'll open it, it was 18. Yeah. The Macallan 18. It's there to be drank, oh, collected. Man. Boy, it was, and, it was yummy. Know, some people drink it. Oh, I was drinking that like, I was, you know, like, Ooh, mm, I, I, I need another one. Yep. So, but uh, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Don. But anyway, that's, yeah, check that article out. Glancing down through that list, I don't think there's a whiskey on that list I've tried. So, yeah, it's just one of those that I'll have to be looking uh, on the lookout. Sweeten's Cove, uh, Peyton Manning's. Uh, I think about Peyton Manning. And uh, I haven't had that one. That one, basically, that one's going to be like 200. I've seen like the price tag, like 200 a model. So, yikes. That, that, that's expensive. So anyway, just uh, check out the article from Gear Patrol. Uh, think about that one as well. The Spruce Eats. I See, I just I just really favor, Ken. I really favor the this one, uh, the cheap stuff. The eight best bourbons to drink in 2021. This is by The Spruce Eats, uh, written by Nicholas uh, McCullen. And this was June this month. Uh, article is actually saying uh, our, their top picks. I won't go through all of them. But one of them, uh, I've seen Best for Sipping. I've seen Baker's quite a bit. I've seen that in a number of articles, things that I've read, Baker's, Kentucky Straight. And uh, I haven't had it, but it's on there. But interestingly enough, Best Cheap, Four Roses Bourbon. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about that, Kim. Yeah, yeah. And on that list that uh, those whiskeys that were back there, that would have been my pick. Uh, Best American Bourbon, I've seen few, uh, F-E-W, few bourbon, I've seen that on a number of lists uh, as well. Best Kentucky Bourbon, I still feel bad, Ken. I apologize now to Ken and his wife. Uh, I took over and I, I, you know, yeah, Woodford, yeah, Woodford, it was the malt. It was the malt one. It's a hard to find. That was a rough one. I'm not, I remember drinking that the first time and I had, both Heather and I thought, fishy that's mm. that's what came across was oh. fishy now i finished that entire bottle um generally if i have a bottle of whiskey right if i don't like it it moves to the front of the stack and that's what i drink every day until it's gone i don't waste it oh, there's right. no point in that right. and you never know when it might actually settle on the palate and you start to like it right exactly okay. right so i would have you know i generally won't have more than uh, a finger a night roughly 
um, mm -hmm. and not always the same thing two nights in a row. And so that bottle hung around for a couple of months. And, and it, it was the malted, I want everybody to know that it was the malted one, because right. they have their not specialties. The yeah, not the regular, it was the malted, and they have their specialties. Yeah. It, I, I guess I can say that toward the end, it started to grow on me, that's oh. But it's not a bottle of whiskey I would buy it because that first impression was really weird. Right, and this one on the list from Spruce Eats is best Kentucky bourbon is the Woodford Reserve Kentucky right, straight bourbon. Is, this is the yep. uh, different. That's good stuff. I've got a couple bottles. Yeah, Ken likes that, so I have that stuff too here uh, as well. So what we're, Ken was talking about too, and, and his wife Heather was the, one I brought over was the uh, Malton. That's right. kind of the specialty one, it's kind of hard to find. Uh, they have uh, best for old fashions, they have Knob Creek Kentucky straight bourbon, and I have that one, the nine-year one, and Ken, you, you like that one too. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, Knob Creek and Knob Creek Rye, and they're both very good whiskeys. I'm, they're not my favorite, um, and I, I don't think I would pick them to be on any of my lists. Right. Uh, but it's not because it's bad stuff, it just right. doesn't appeal to me. And the rye, uh, the first time I had that, I was still new to rye. I right. have not had a lot of them. But of the ryes that I've had, Knob Creek has been my favorite. Oh wow, and Knob Creek. I mean, I have Knob Creek. Uh, I really like how uh, as Ken talked about like the synthetic corks. We talked about keep your corks moist because you don't want to have it so dry. If you don't drink it for a while, break off the cork, and you got corks sitting in your whiskey. So that's why I say keep them moist. And but I do like Knob Creek uh, if you want something that's um, heavy flavor, uh, nutty. I think to me it was kind of nutty and, and heavy flavor. And Fred Medic loves, you know, he really loves Knob Creek 9. It's a one you can find. And I like this authentic cork. I don't have to worry about it ever, you know, drying out. And they had that on the Spruce Eats, the article uh, here, best for old fashions was actually the Knob Creek Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Now, best for beginners, I definitely agree with this one. I don't know if Ken does as well, but Definitely, I want to comment on this one. Best for beginners is Buffalo Trace, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Definitely Buffalo Trace. They're in a lineage of DNA that's up there amongst yeah. the, the whiskey gods, basically. You've got Buffalo Trace is- well, Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace, Pappy. Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare. You've got, uh, thank you, Ken, wonderful gift. He gives you beautiful gifts like Eagle Rare tonight when he came over and brought me that, as he can use her Ken mention too. The lineage, Pappy Van Winkle lineage, Weller. You know, the family of Weller all comes from Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace uses the same, I guess I, guess, I don't want to say DNA, but the same mash bill as Pappy Van Winkle. Right. It's the same mash bill. And I was trying to explain to one of my other friends, Tim, that's uh, Bud too, uh, I mentioned to him that uh, basically you have, so what's the difference? Well, it's how long it's aged and where in the warehouse, and there's other things that go into it, but the mash bill, is the same as Pappy. So I highly recommend Buffalo Trace uh, whiskey. And true story, I tried to give Tim, and Ken knows Tim too. Uh, I tried, Ken, I really did. I, I, I took it to church last week for him, and I tried to give it to him, and it was in the bag, and his brother was supposed to take it out of the bag and give it to him, and I didn't know my bag was extra heavy that night when I left. I thought it was the ice in the bag, and when I came home, his bottle was, I brought his bottle back home with me. Perfect. So I did not plan that. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> so I did not plan oh, that. We'll drink it here tonight. So, <laughs> but Buffalo Trace, I definitely recommend. Same mash bill as Pappy Van Winkle, which can go up uh, to 23 year reserve. I've seen bottles like five, $6,000. So you're getting the same mash bill here as Pappy. 
I highly recommend Buffalo Trace. What about you, Ken? Um, I, I've got a bubble. I've got a bottle of Buffalo Trace on the shelf right now, and to me, it's a little too corny. Like it's oh, got okay. that corn on the cob thing going on. Like mellow That's corn, like, right? Well, no, mellow corn. Like I said, mellow corn tastes like corn on the cob. That tastes like with butter. The husk. <laughs> All right, it's got the husk going on. It's too green. Right. Um, Buffalo Trace is the opposite end of that spectrum, where it tastes like buttered corn on the cob. Right. That's the that's the back end and the back of the throat. Right. And it's I think it's for me personally, it's a little too corny. Oh. But it's very good whiskey. It's smooth. Oh, yeah. and Easy to yeah. drink. Yeah. Um, I just don't. That's not the flavor that I really like in right. whiskey. So. So I, a, I guess Ken would kind of, you would do a thumbs, would you do a thumbs up on Buffalo Trace or kind of? I would of, do a thumbs up, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, because for for the whip, for, for what they're shooting for, they do it very, very well. Oh, yeah, and Buffalo Trace. I, I, don't, I don't knock a whiskey just because I'm not a fan of the flavor profile. I knock a whiskey because it's got way too much alcohol, it's too harsh to drink, it doesn't have enough flavor, um, uh, it's too way too smoky, it's over-oaked. There's a lot of other reasons that I would knock a whiskey down, but not anything that like like Lafroig, like right. we talked about in part one, anything like Lafroig or Highland Park that knows right. where it's standing, I'm not going to give it a thumbs down just because I don't particularly like it. No, because I get where they're going. And Buffalo Trace, they shoot for a particular thing and they nail it. They mm. do it well. So um, yeah, it's a thumbs up. I'm, you know, when the bottle's gone, I probably won't replace it. But fortunately, again, Buffalo Trace distills Eagle Rare. Right. Eagle Rare is brilliant. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Eagle Rare. And thanks again, Ken. And I think uh, for Ken's gift, I think the audience, I think the audience needs to uh, thank Ken uh, here. So uh, thank you, Ken, for that beautiful bottle of Eagle Rare. And uh, he gives me Eagle Rare, and I give him a taste of mellow corn. That's so, all right. But uh, of course, when you go to Ken's house, he's got the nice bar there, and he has to come here. And we'll let you say there's, I uh, have to make your own bar or, it's all good. or bring it's your all bring good. your own bar though. So anyway, uh, continuing on, I guess. So Buffalo Trace, I I, I know I, I definitely like it, uh, and the mash bill, like I said, like Pappy, same DNA kind of stuff, uh, runs in the family here. So. Best high proof, Elijah Craig, uh, Ken and I were talking about that. Elijah Craig, barrel proof. I asked Ken, Ken, what do you think of barrel proof? I have a bottle. When I first got the bottle, I can't remember how many months ago it was. I'll have to look to see if I have the A batch or the B. It might be A or B, I have to check. I don't remember, but the uh, it was running $59.95 uh, where I picked it up. And then recently when I was at the, uh, so Ken tonight, the 17th and State liquor store, I don't know if they have any left but it's getting harder to find that barrel proof. And that was, it's gone up to 66.95 a bottle already. Yeah, so good stuff tends to do that. I, I have it here at home, but I have to admit my bottle is still sealed. If I can get a nice windfall, I would buy, I always like two bottles, Ken. If I get the second bottle, I can then open it, drink it, and then have one that's in storage. Sure, absolutely. That's just what I like. So best high proof, the Spruce Seats, their article, they recommend Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. And then the best top shelf, and I kick myself, Ken, because the same place, the same liquor store on Five Mile and Overland, across with Fred Meyer, I kick myself because they have a special shelf. Of course, they have the special shelf where they put the stuff that's hard to find, but the real tough stuff's in the back room you gotta ask for by title. You gotta know what you're asking for. 
because I, they, at the liquor store, they've actually told me, we're not going to say anything to you. You've got to know what to ask for. Right. And best top shelf, and that's why I say beyond the top shelf, because there are some that are, you know, beyond top shelf, top shelf, and they're not, they're not putting it up on the top shelf. You have to ask for it. Best top shelf is Mickner's 10-year Kentucky Straight Bourbon. I saw that. They had it at the liquor store, and I had it in my hand. But money, again, Ken, it was just too expensive for me. I didn't have yeah. the money. I mean, I drink mellow corn. Right. So, uh, Mickner's 10-year Kentucky Straight Bourbon, best top shelf as far as the article is concerned. There you go. Have yeah. you had Mickner's? Never or... tried it. Never tried it. So, that's, again, the eight best bourbons to drink in 2021 by Nicholas McCollum. And uh, this was, again, June, actually June 10th article. But I feel good that we quoted, though, uh, from a article today from Beer Patrol that was dated today. That yeah. was the Will Price article. So anyway, that was uh, a lot of different articles. I, I read so much stuff, too. And uh, But anyway, Spruce Eats, that was their picks uh, on those that we went through. All so, right. So anyway, Ken's going to do... Uh, I haven't had this. I'm excited about this because... I'm so glad we have some extra time here for our part two, our party. Thank you to everybody that's joining us so far on our one-year anniversary show. We're making this a, a two-part, in case you're kind of wondering. Are you guys into parties? How's the uh, how's how's the party going on over there in the audience? That sounds, that sounds amazing. You guys are having fun, and we appreciate the, uh, everybody listening in all over the world and the United States. And Ken is going to do, uh, he has an availing here. Uh, I don't believe I've had this. Have I had this before, Ken? I do not know if you have had it. We have not had it here. That much I know. So. And I doubt if you have it on your shelf. I probably don't, uh, knowing I drink what I drink. I try. I'm gonna, so. We're going to do, uh, Ken, have you had this before? I have. Not before this year. This was discovered when I was in Pendleton meeting my friend, getting that Eagle Rare. Uh, this was uh, this was purely accidental. You should try that, and then we'll talk about it. And I, I guess well, I, it's kind of like a blind tasting here for me. Yes, it is. So I do a little sniff, and then uh, the glass later on. And glasses do matter quite a bit when you're drinking whiskey the matter you're not going to put this stuff in a in a solo cup this stuff is worthy of a good glass <laughs> you're not going to put it in that's all. all i can tell and, you and what a party thank you Ken, because <laughs> i don't know what i'm even drinking oh, I, I don't know what i'm drinking tastes like a scotch am i right so far it is a single malt Ooh, single malt um let me see. But it is not scotch. Oh, it's not scotch. It is not scotch. Single malt that's not scotch. Is it an American malt? Mm-hmm. Oh, an American malt. Thank you, Ken. Another gift because I I haven't had, I'm going to sound bad here, I haven't had really branched out to the American uh, malts yet. Uh, the American single malts. I have not done that. And American, they have different rules, different than the scotch. Yep. I mean, different than, than the in, in Scotland, you know, what they do over there. Different rules in Scotland, different rules mm -hmm. in, in the United States based on their governing bodies, uh, production of how you are to make your whiskeys. Right. So, um, but I want to actually branch out more to the American, you know, yeah. single this malt. Is, this, is a, this is a different group of ducks right here. 
Wow. I guess maybe, um, I think it's, because it reminds me of the scotch though. Right. It does, has the, the characteristics, the flavor components. That's what it reminds me of. Um, but it's lighter. To me, it's lighter on smoke though. This whiskey, um, a friend discovered. Uh, my friend is from Portland. Uh, I was looking for Eagle Rare. He found me some in, in Portland because we can't find it here in Idaho. Um, and when we met in Pendleton for him to bring the Eagle Rare, that's where we met halfway. Right. And we each brought a couple of bottles. I brought Uncle Nearest 1856, and right. I brought uh, a bottle, bottle of the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Barrel Proof because that's yeah. my friend Joe's favorite. Oh, yeah, I love this. And he brought a bottle of Portland bourbon. No, not Portland. Uh, what's it called? Burnside bourbon. And we've talked about this a little while ago. Everybody always wants to stick that bourbon label on everything. Right. Coming exactly. out here, they make a bourbon. You know, they haul a bunch of wheat and water to Kentucky and, and distill it there so they can call it bourbon. The the uh, uh, Burnside bourbon people do the same thing. They right. can't call it bourbon because it's not from Kentucky. But they want to call it bourbon because bourbon is a name that sells. Oh, right? I see. This. All right. Here we go. This stuff. Oh. Is westward out of Portland, Oregon. Wow. It is a single malt aged in stout casks. And the thing I like most about this, not only do they go with a premium label, but they do not piggyback on the bourbon label. Oh, okay. This is an American whiskey, and they specifically call it Oregon whiskey. Wow. And these guys are not, they don't have a distiller's background. These guys are oh. all brewers. Right. Okay, they came from the beer industry. Mm. And what you are drinking, if I understand the process correctly, is distilled beer. Oh, really? These guys make an ale mash, and then they distill that, and they age it in stout casks. Wow. And this is, uh, this is tenure, and it's, it's, yeah, it's a whole different ball of game. This bottle looks so looks so American. I remember because I, I, sometimes I lose track of what articles I'm reading, but I thought I saw this picture of this bottle on an article. I'm going to try to look that up and then another podcast, get back well, to everybody on best that. American single malt whiskey. Oh, okay. So what would you, not be surprised. If okay, it was, was it like uh, World Whiskey's Awards? Or I have no know? idea. Wow, yeah, that, no idea. I like that. I personally don't care what awards it won. Right. This was the first whiskey we, we tasted a couple of weekends ago uh, when we were in Pendleton. That is and good. And I was blown away. Now, here's the thing. Right. That stuff's 90 bucks a bottle. Hmm. <laughs> wow, I better not spit that out. Yeah. <laughs> but, wow. Um, it's They've shot, right off the get-go, they shot for a premium win. And that is good. Like a premium, premium whiskey. Westward American single malt stout cask. Yep. So now yeah. they have a regular kind of you know they have a regular whiskey. They have a Westward single malt whiskey that's aged in normal barrels. Right. But they have a trading program where they trade with local brewers and local wineries. They right. trade their whiskey casks over wow. to the beer industry to age. And the beer and wine industry trade with them, and then they age in various things. And then the next whiskey we're going to try. Um, yeah, in fact, I'm just going to get it out. I love the bottle, though. Westward American great? Single Malt uh, Stout Cask. Guys, now, get that. If you can find it, uh, definitely get it. Now, don't talk about this one yet. We're going to get okay. there. Because we're going to go back to, you guys get this. These guys ship direct. Oh, wow. So, westwardwhiskey.com. And I am an advocate of theirs now. I've tried this. I've right. been in contact with the 
CEO in their oh, wow. tasting room. Really? Wow. They're trying to arrange a tasting at their uh, at their distillery in Portland. Oh, this wow. stuff to me, this is brilliant. This, this is, is. This has moved to number one in my favorite whiskeys. Really? Whiskey, of all whiskeys? This stuff is all good. Of everything wow. that I've tried, this is, this is this has moved beyond four roses single barrel. Really? And, and you love that. That's a big step because that's exceptional. Well, you love that. There's that's just something about this that, that that just absolutely hit me. Now this other one, it's the same whiskey, right? But instead of being aged in a stout cask, it's aged in a Pinot Noir cask. Wow. So this comes from a wine barrel. And Ken is the extra wine expert here. Right. And this stuff barrel. is interesting. Now we'll get to that. We've still got to finish up. Oh, I finished. I think uh, let me Oh, I'm almost <laughs> done. Done. Now, again, so Westward makes a whiskey. I like that. That, is, oh, that was really good. Like yeah, that was really good. So they make their single malt, right. and it's 70 bucks a bottle. And then they take that same whiskey and they age it in the stout casks. Okay? They age it longer, and it's a little bit more expensive. But this stuff, same whiskey again, but it's aged in the Pinot Noir cask. Ah. So it's got a very different flavor profile. It's the same stuff. And it's wow, I'm getting my glass ready. And uh, also $90 a bottle. Wow. This was my Father's Day present right here. Nice. Wow. And uh, I'll see which one. Ooh, I can. Ooh, that smells yeah, like chocolate already, already. I can smell the chocolate. You can already get the difference. Wow, it smells like uh, kind of like. Fruit, chocolate, man. So chocolate or raisin. It reminds me of liquid it's, raisinettes. It's, it's more, it's more corky. Okay, so good. the wine has been sitting in the barrel. Reminds me of raisinettes. Yeah, right. That's what it reminds me. Of. I'm swishing um, this around a little bit. Yeah, it's got a different color. It's a little more. Yeah. It's got a little more red. In and it. how? Oh, how long are these aged? I believe these are ten years. Ten years. Wow, for both of them. Wow. So this this nice. distillery has only been on the planet for twenty years. These guys are relatively young. I love the bottles. And, yeah, Westward, they, guys, they, look them up. I complimented them on their uh, their their bottle design, wow. label design. And you talked to the CEO and everything. Yeah, it's uh, nice. This is really, really exceptional stuff. These guys are, are brilliant. Wow, it smells like, yeah, to me, so it smells like But they races. come in with an entirely different uh, attitude and goal. Number one, they're using a different mash. They're aging differently. They custom designed their own uh, uh, Distilling tanks, where those things are called. Can you get this in Idaho? I no. Okay. But again, you can order direct. Oh, Westward.com okay. will ship it. There's about 30 states in the U.S. that they'll ship to, although they're not shipping internationally yet. So for the international customers, you guys can't get it at this point. But wow. So, nice. This is the Pinot Noir. Try this. Wish you guys are here with us to taste this. But my my studio here is only so big, right? Right. I like the other one the best. So do I. The stout cast yeah, is the, the stout, better the, too, but the, the Pinot stout. Noir has this really interesting. Um, so when wine oxidizes, if you get a, if you get a bad cork, you right. get that oxidation right. going on. Right. And with wine, that's not a good profile. It's oh no! Bad. No, yeah, you don't want that. But so what happens is when this barrel ages out, it is when they're finished using this barrel at whatever winery they're getting the barrel from. Right. Is that the plug is taken out of the barrel, the butt, right. and it sits around there. And a little bit of oxygen gets inside there and oxidizes the inside of that barrel a little bit. So you oh, get that okay. roasted oak on uh, the inside. Okay. You get that, that black char inside there. It gets a little bit of oxygen in it. And then you pour this 
this whiskey mash in there and you let that mash, it's distilled at that point, but they're wow. pouring the whiskey inside there and let it sit around. And it's picking that up from those Pinot Noir barrels. Oh. And it's a completely different yeah. whiskey. You yeah. know, it's the same stuff. Just well, I, I favor that um, that first one, that stout. Yes, yeah. that was really Looks good. like we're out of time. We are uh, running out of time. What a party we have had though. I appreciate Ken. Thank you, Ken. Everybody, let's give Ken a round of applause here, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, what a party, what a party we've had. And thank you, Ken, for joining us for our one year anniversary. I wish we had more time, but we just yeah. are running out. So thank you everybody to coming to the party, the first year anniversary Whiskey Winter Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lewis, certified bourbon steward from the Statement Thieves Society. Thank you to Ken and everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed the party. And uh, remember, always drink safely, responsibly, and in moderation. And I always like to end the podcast with thanks for tuning in and cheers. It's been wonderful one years, one year. And so thank you to everybody. And here's to another year. So cheers. Thanks, everybody. Take care. We'll chat with you later. Cheers. <laughs>